podcast we're on episode 21 and part three and the final chapter in halo week for now we will come back to halo's other sequels down the line but Mm -hmm. yes we've done halo ce halo 2 halo 3 and we're finishing it with one hell of a game Mm -hmm. halo reach so um, i think we'll move to you nath halo reach Yes, no, Halo Reach that released in September 2012, uh, 2010 was, um, I believe, Bungie's last entry into the, uh, this, I guess, we are excluding sort of, well, we're not excluding, but um, we, we, when we say the original Halo trilogy, like you have Halo C, you have Halo 2 and Halo 3, but there was also Halo 3 ODST and Halo Reach. So prior, you know, post the release of Halo 3, Bungie actually split into two teams to develop both ODST and um Halo Reach. So Halo Reach serves as, as a, a prequel, both within uh, the sort of like the, the lore that it, it covers and also legitimately in terms of, you know, being connected to, to Master Chief's story and uh, how, you know, as we mentioned in the Halo C episode, you start with a sort of cold open, there's mention of Reach and, you know, the the, the, the uh, Pillar of Autumn has just uh, literally just launched itself randomly into space from Reach and you're like, well, what, what's the significance of Reach? And this explains it. So this game is one of my favorite, well, one of my favorite Halo games. All of them are my favorite, I guess, but this is the one I probably played the most when it came out. Uh, spent countless hours in the custom games, playing the campaign, and the multiplayer itself was was huge. It was just, the, the when I think of the peak of, of my Xbox Live experience, I think of Modern Warfare 2 and Halo Reach, and uh, that's pretty much it, really. So for me, it was it was a huge, huge part of you know my online interactions, my enjoyment of games, and my my game my console you know, when I think back to my enjoyment of consoles back in the day before I became a PC gamer, this is the peak of it for me. And I, I don't know if you guys feel the same about that. No, absolutely, yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, to uh, online multiplayer, mm-hmm. um, like say alongside like Modern Warfare Two and that, yeah, um, is massive. And it's a the story that I think, uh, although it doesn't follow Chiefs line necessarily i think it is mm-hmm. such an integral part of it uh just for an enjoyability sort of uh standard absolutely i mean aiden do you do you, do you did you enjoy reach as much as the other intros oh, in the, the I, I, I love reach um yeah i mean you know i think they, they played it very brave you know coming off of halo 3 to release a game that was fo- focused on other spartans mm-hmm. new characters but I think they played it again tactically by going, it's actually a prequel. So this is tying into the three games that you all know and love. Um, and yeah, I, I absolutely adored this. Um, I think it, it, I don't know, actually, I, I, I thought it would be quite undersha- like overshadowed by the original trilogy, but I, I know a lot of love for this game. Um, I'd be intrigued to know where it stands now. But um, yeah, I absolutely adored it. And, and as you both have said, um, Halo Three multiplayer was kind of the the first step for me, but Reach, I, yeah, with Modern Warfare Two, I, I spent hours on end just trying to get them bloody custom armor gears and stuff. Absolutely, and I mean the customization options in in Reach were probably the most uh, developed and and intrinsic, yeah. as, because 
narratively speaking, is you play the role of Noble Six. So you're what is distinctly different from the prior entries into the Fayo franchise is that you operate with a Spartan team now. Is before it was just you know Quintana in in your mind sort of speaking to you and in, in, within the Mjolnir armor, and it was just Chief. And as in Halo Two and Three, there was also the, the Arbiter, but there was never any really other any Spartans. However, Reach sort of changed that quite distinctly by making a Noble team. Uh, a a, a um, an only fire team as they're known so like a, a spartan team of of people just as as genetically engineered and uh impressively armored as you and they did a fantastic job of of making a whole sort of wider cast of characters that you care about so there's emil who's sort of like very very cool looking he has uh this eva helmet which is uh you can get as a customization option which is sort of scarred into he's sort of etched it with his his cookery knife um with a sort of skull facade uh, there's Carter, who is the commander of Noble Team. There is Kat, who is uh, who has a robot arm, and she's sort of like I suppose the intelligence officer. That she does a lot of the, the hacking and stuff like that. You have June, the sniper. Uh, the only as well, uh, I guess I suppose it's having to spoil it because the game sort of spoils it in the opening. Is that uh, June is the only survivor, uh, with George, who is the only Spartan two in of the team, and then that leaves Noble Six. So Noble Six is a bit of a blank slate. And that will, that's where the whole sort of customization options come in is that uh, really when, if he's completely untouched, so if you don't take any customization options, he's just a fully sort of black geared Spartan with very, very sort of normal looking Spartan Molinar armor. But there are, that here. yeah, right that there. It's, it's pretty straightforward. Like it's, it's not as, as sort of, I suppose, impactful or as iconic as the chief's armor, but it's, I think that's the whole sort of thing is that they make a big deal in the intro about all of uh, Noble Six's past being completely redacted by uh, Oni. He's effectively just a spook almost. And so he joins Noble Team to to, to fill a, a void that, that there was, a, you know, Noble Six before him, but he went MIA, not KIA. So, you know, Spartans can never die. But um, yeah, so you sort of enter, I think the intro sort of sets the scene quite clearly. And as we mentioned uh, in this Halo CE episode is that reaches the prequel to halo but you know halo started with a unsc ship fleeing so you know it's not not a not a very um not a very positive entry and that halo one halo two halo three were these sort of epic journeys with these sort of grand stories and chief was this immutable immovable force within them however halo reach and i think it's reflected quite well in, in the soundtrack as well it's a far more somber entry and that the game starts immediately with you seeing and sort of moving closer towards the glassed remnants of this planet. And then, you know, it, in a really, really etched into my mind is depending on your customization options, it will show your helmet that you've chosen. So your Spartan, just an empty helmet on this destroyed world. And something about that as an opening really, really sets the tone of the game. And uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know how you guys sort of felt with the that whole sort of narrative side of things, I guess. Um, I, I'd liken it to um, for any Star Wars fans, it's like uh, Rogue One. Absolutely, ah, very you, apt. You sort of got the idea they're mm. not they're not going to survive. It's not yeah. going to be something that carries on, but you still get very invested into the characters, and mm-hmm. I think they do a really good job of crafting the characters. Yeah, um, they've got very unique personalities, and obviously brought with it their very unique armors. Mm-hmm. Um, that really sets them apart, and I mean. Personally, I, I love George. Um, I think he's an absolute badass. Yeah. Um, and I think 
most of them get a very respectable end mm-hmm. that's sort of fitting for their characters. And that's mm. because we have them. Barcat, right. who gets done so extremely dirty. So dirty. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I struggle with who my favourite is. Armour-wise, I love Carter's mask. I love mm-hmm. Carter's helmet. Yeah, the Commander George is, is a favourite, but I, I like the sleek design of June. I, I, I've always been a sniper fan. You know, that's mm-hmm. kind of my go-to thing in, in, in shooters. Um, so I kind of I had a thing for June, and, and especially with like the yeah with the cloak on his back, it was like you know he was he was like the team sniper, almost the ghost, even though there's a ghost skull on the um, meal. But yeah, uh, June June's probably the one that takes it for me. No, I, I mean I, my personal favorite is is George's because he, as I mentioned before, he is the original sort of Spartan two of the uh, so the closest to Master Chief out of the team is the rest are all Spartan threes who are. Uh, roughly equivalent to a, to a Spartan two, but just not as not as in, in, impressive. And you know, the, the, as as you say, like the, the it's made very clear from the the intro of the game that this does not end well. And we know where the story goes with Master Chief. We know how it progresses. But as it's a prequel, we're just seeing you know the the tragic setup basically, and it is quite tragic. And they do effectively all find an end, as I mentioned, aside from June. So, you know, I, I only found out prior to this podcast. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, I'd, I'd, I'd known it, but I hadn't exactly known, you know, what, what exactly it was that, that, that he went on to do. And it turned out he did help develop, or led the development of this Spartan 4 program within the law, that is. But um, he, he yeah, within, I mean, the, within the game, he just sort of disappears in, in a pelican. Yeah, with and, and there was a whole, there was a whole like a meme culture and a bit of a, you know, like a whole fan theories of what happened to him because, you know, the game doesn't make it clear at all. He just kind of yeah. disappears and that, that's the end of it. And there's no significant death for him. So um, a lot of people made jokes. He was like living in a cave still. Uh, there was even fan, fan theories that he was Master Chief, but you know, that gets, that's very clearly not the case. Um, yeah. But yeah, again, it was, it was like a subtle thing. I don't know if they did it intentionally, but obviously they left his fate up in the air. And obviously they've expanded that now in the law that he obviously continued, but I only found that out today and I'm, very happy that he survived. It was nice. Makes the ending of the game a little less somber, I suppose. I, I guess so, but I, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest when I say this, and I'm probably going to, you know, go back and, and and replay it at some point. But I, as of right now, I have never replayed the final mission of Reach, bar the the one time I completed it. The first when we time say I played final, it I mean the Pillar of Autumn. The or... Pillar of Autumn. So the literally the the final mission way. Your objective is just to survive. I have never played. Oh, that, no, that one's what one's that one called? I think I, that, I can't remember, but it's yeah. I believe it's sort of the the epilogue almost, the but epilogue, it, I believe yeah. it leads straight in from the Pillar of Autumn, basically. So that Which is, is actually has a chapter title called "Spartans Never Die." They just go missing. Exactly, which is a as I've mentioned several times, is a running theme with uh, the Halo franchise. It's complete bullshit, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's it's, it's literally like, just like, propaganda, like, but. Yeah, I like the uh, nod to the um, propaganda in the law. Yeah, but I, I mean, people who played this game, I'm sure will understand exactly what we're talking about. That when it's different when you're playing Master Chief, I think, because he's he's a set character. You know, he's he's got some sort of plot armor almost, I guess. But it's different when it's a character that you've invested a lot of time in, when you've customized that armor, made it distinctly yours. Like you have your own color scheme, you have your own emblem, you have your own tag, you have your own armor setup and 
you invest a lot of time in 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 creating a, it's about as a customer of a character as you can get with the halo franchise and then to have them meet a very untimely end it's like i said i've never played it again because i, I couldn't get over how, how upset it made me <laughs> honestly yeah, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a very somber ending very somber i'd say yeah. it's one of the best epilogues for a game um at least I've played. I mean, I know the. You've got like the Modern Warfare Two. The, the the library or the museum, which is always fun to play. Mm-hmm. But this one specifically, because of the sort of emotional side of it, as you say, it's, yeah, it's essentially you who is just by yourself, um, taking on just waves of enemies, surviving as long as you can, and even down to the damage and the cracks in your sco- uh, your visor you get. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously it's quite uh yeah it's quite haunting definitely and, and i mean at that point you are the as far as aside, aside from june you, you are as far as you your character is aware the, the sole survivor of noble six and literally one of the, the last people your humans left alive on reach and uh you know you achieved your goal but of uh, defending dr halsey and uh assisting the pillar of uh autumn uh to escape reach but um with, with the master chief in tow as, as it becomes clear as you progress through the game but um it's 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 a brutal ending and a lot of people do talk, talk about reach for its ending and, and the way it sort of feeds into the wider story of of, of halo as a universe and i mean like it, it is it's nothing but a, but a tragedy and the game definitely frames it that way which is in stark contrast to its multiplayer which <laughs> you know you've got a very somber very heavy um uh, this campaign experience with this whole overwhelming sense of just impending defeat from the get-go, as I've said from the, in the intro, compared to its multiplayer, which was the most enjoyable and most chaotic that I can remember. And uh, you had you had the most robust system of the forge that was ever introduced in any Halo game. I don't know if they've topped it since because I haven't much played uh, Forge since since my early days of uh, trying to make custom maps for for uh, Ghostbusters game game modes, but um, yeah, it's it, it. I I've spent most of the majority of my time with Halo Reach in the multiplayer, and I'm sure you guys probably did the same. I I think ODST brought it first, but is Firefight on? Yeah, um, Reach as well. Yeah, Firefight was one that. I, oh yeah, actually, because we yeah, used to yeah. play that again. Mm. That was like almost essentially Horde of Gears of War. Exactly. We spent hours on on firefight and for people who aren't aware of not played that um function it's, it's a similar setup as horde it's you know you just get waves of enemies coming through um mm-hmm. and you have to defend yourself and you know you get special guns after certain levels and stuff and i think you could do that on multiplayer as well but yeah that was that was a huge um part of my reach experience as well what about you ben no i mean yeah obviously we, we played uh, a lot a lot of um of firefight um but i think bar four mm-hmm. halo four um reach i played probably the most multiplayer yeah of any game mm-hmm. uh definitely halo four reach then modern warfare too yeah um i spent a lot of hours in reach like i said i just wanted the coolest armor i could possibly get yeah that is it's sort of that the reward system is is good enough to keep me coming back mm-hmm. um I'd even pull a sickie every now and then just to play it all day. <laughs> uh, allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it was just a different experience to three. 
mm-hmm. three I felt very invested in the narrative um more so than the multiplayer this time it was very much balanced I yeah. loved the story mm-hmm. um but I I was probably more interested in the multiplayer yeah I mean uh, the multiplayer experience as we said was was extremely well constructed and um I mean like the, it's it's notorious. I mean, Halo Reach is notorious for how difficult and long-winded the progression system is. Like, I the, 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 there are an obscene amount of ranks, and apparently, like your third highest rank or something like that. I think is like echelon or something. I can't remember. There's a lot of titles for it, but um, yeah. apparently, there's only even half, like number-wise in terms of experience required. That's only halfway towards the actual finish. So I think it's like legend rank or something. But I only ever reached lieutenant commander i believe i did which was you know that that was several hundred hours of gameplay of of just you know i mean i've played a huge amount of custom games so that's reducing my exp gain and all that sort of thing but um to get the uh you know the, a lot of the high-end uh customizable options which i mean i don't have footage of, of the well i don't i don't have uh, what well, i do on my original xbox but um not an, unfortunately with the master chief collection your xbox live progression doesn't doesn't carry over so i know for a fact and i still st- double checked it on my old xbox that my customization options were were you know <laughs> i put a lot of time into it so i had the mark okay. mark 5 helmet um nice which is you know the original halo combat evolved helmet because i really really like the look of it i had it with like a silver visor and i believe i had either the birthday party or inclement weather armor effect so you could get effects on your armor like pestilence or inclement weather which was one, I was, I either, either got birthday party in, in spite because I just couldn't get enough of the, the points that you need to unlock these sort of things. Because uh, I wanted inclement weather, but I'm, I'm fairly certain I never reached the amount. That was, I think it was like 500,000 CR or something. Come out I think right. I may have got that with the lightning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got that. I mean, sad story time. Mm. Um, my original Xbox 360 gamer tag, um, somehow got lost i don't know how i can't actually remember how i think the, mm-hmm. the password may have changed and i couldn't find it and then i lost it or it got blocked yeah. but basically all this all the time and effort we put into halo 3 reach <laughs> oh, no. and all of these games they got lost and i actually yeah. re the entire thing with a new xbox 360 account i never obviously went to the same graph that i did in the original you know reach playthrough um but it was heartbreaking like i it's a shame I wouldn't be able to find you, my original customized Spartan character. Um, yeah, heartbreaking stuff. Because, like I said, the customization options were what drove you to play the game, right? Like, yeah, you, want, you wanted to make your 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 Spartan as as you know unique as possible, and and because of the customization options carried across to multiplayer and seamlessly into the campaign. So in every cutscene, you see your own Spartan. Which further just you know invests you in the story, right? That like, yeah. it's, it's not a case of just looking like Noble Six, just playing black arm, and then suddenly in gameplay you're covered in like red and yellow. It's it's seamless, right? Like your your character you play through in the multiplayer is exactly the same as the one you play through in the campaign. And so, as I've said, that sense of attachment to your Spartan is so potent in this game in comparison to to you know, previous entries into the franchise. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, God, I forgot how much I loved the progression system on that. And I'll say now, the Master Chief Collection have changed it, mm. so it's a little bit more accessible. Yeah. Um, but, 
we won't really talk about that version because yeah, it's not as important. Um, should we kind of move on to the campaign? Any standout missions? Anything that kind of you know is prevalent for you guys? Yeah. I mean, I um, I love. I think it's nightfall. It yes. reminds me very much of is it um, truth and reconciliation. Truth yes, and reconciliation. very. I believe it's it's almost crafted to be a sort of throwback to that because sort of homage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love I love that mission. It is very difficult at some points. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I do just like the the sort of stealth approach at the beginning, yeah. Um, and the sort of you scouting out the area before you you eventually run and gun it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think that that personally for me is is the top mission. Mm-hmm. Nah. Oh, I I think my personal favorite is sword base. So only sword base, which is I think the third mission in the game, which yeah. is a quite a long one because. Mm. I, it, it involves also going into I'm, i believe it's going into space and all that is part of the same same mission i'm fairly certain so. yeah yeah because from sword base you you basically you have to defend this only intelligence uh you know sort of fortress which is getting attacked by a covenant corvette and um eff- effectively inside like the safe room there is dr halsey who is effectively sort of the mother of all the spartans and uh this this very 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 important only like office of naval intelligence only so that a very important asset for them because she possesses a lot of knowledge about the forerunners a lot of knowledge about the covenant and their sort of final goals and you know a lot a lot of information about earth as well which they don't want falling into the hands of the covenant but effectively from there you sort of i, I believe i'm pretty sure it is the same mission because there's only 12 missions in the game and I, right after sword base is nightfall so I'm, I'm fairly certain it's all in the same mission but you basically get into an experimental um, you sort of in, interplanetary sort of uh, fighter thing called uh, fighter you know, uh, spacecraft is the best way of putting it, uh, called the Sabre. And so you launch into space alongside George and effectively have to defend this uh, orbital station similar to Cairo station in Halo 2. And you take out all these banshees, take out all these phantoms. And, you know, it's, it's a cool little like uh, different sort of, shift in the gameplay right that you're it's more vehicle based sort of fun and uh before transitioning into sort of the sabotage action on this um covenant supercruiser which unfortunately eventually ends with with the death of george but uh yeah i think only sword base is one of my favorite missions but just because sword base as well is one of my favorite multiplayer maps like the foyer area of, of sword base i spent so many hours playing infection on on that, oh, and that little in the little uh, vent. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you'd like crouch at the corner with the shotgun and wait for them to to, to like dash in with. <laughs> so so many, and there's also like a really great spot. Um, if you have a jetpack, you can like if you go from like the highest bridge at the far end of the room, you can jetpack up to this tiny little ledge and just wait there with the pistol. And you, re- there are ways that the zombies can get you, but you're effectively untouchable. But what about you, Aiden? Yeah. I'm torn, um, but I'm probably going to have to say the package. Oh, right. (laughs) So obviously, you know, by this point, you've delivered the package to Dr. Halsey, but um, you have to defend her base, which is underground, which I love the aesthetic to that. Yeah. Um, And that's kind of where the whole initial firefight kind of, that was the level I used firefight for, but basically, you know, there's like three different, like, rally points for the covenant to land they drop race and mm-hmm. basically have to defend the base you have an arsenal of guns set behind you you know you have the target locator um the sticky grenade launcher rocket launchers all this stuff mm-hmm. um 
and I, again, I, I liked the almost uncontrolled, uncontrollable chaos of that of that level. Um, definitely that one. Or and I've got to give us an honourable mention is a uh, tip of the spear. Ah, yeah, yeah. I just again the the, the build up to it's okay, but it's that mm-hmm. final bit where you know you, you have to get into the grav lift and take it up and take the whole um take the the, the spear down that's yeah. essentially um shielding you from progressing in the game uh, getting you mm-hmm. like your aircraft through. They're, they're the standout missions for me. I, I think mean, it's also really important to mention the the new guns as well. As you say, the uh, target locator, uh, the sticky grenade launcher. Sticky grenade bomb or something, yeah. Um, But probably the standout, the DMR. I mean, Halo Reach is probably the most significant shift in terms of the arsenal that you had from almost any Halo game. Like, Halo 2 just sort of doubled up on everything. Halo 3 added some cool additions, but Halo Reach sort of went back and and shifted a lot of the pre-existing guns. Like, I remember, uh, I think it's... I was absolutely obsessed with the release of, of Halo Reach. Like it was, it was bad. Like I remember I had on my iPod touch, um, I had the Halo Reach app. Like I, I think it was a fan made app, but it had like uh, lone wolf and the winter contingency sort of songs on there. So you could play them. And this was before Spotify and all that. So like having those on my phone was a huge thing. The soundtrack as well is as, as I've mentioned for every single Halo one, Michael Salvatore and, um, uh, Martin oh, O'Donnell do just an unreal, an in- inhuman job with the soundtrack. In this as well, like the Winter Contingency is about a 12 minute long song, but it's so good. But um, it has goes through sort of different phases and it's, it's it's really, really awesome. A lot of heavy percussion, a lot of horn. It's just very, it's such a unique sound. But but anyway, I was, I was, I was super excited. And one of the, the big things that they pushed for, for with as I said, with the sort of the weaponry works was uh, the assault rifle make, making a, you know, it, it was in Halo 3, but it was it was piss, and it wasn't in Halo 2, and it was a huge deal in Halo 1. But the, it actually makes a comeback, in a, a good comeback in Halo Reach, at least. I mean, a moderate comeback is probably the best way of putting it. But it's a, got a whole sort of different redesign. It's got a, a different um, attachment, uh, like a, the, sort of like, a, well, I don't know what you call it, like an ammo indicator on the top. It's a bit more bulked up, and it's a very, very cool-looking weapon in, in this. And uh, as you mentioned, like you have the Ordnance Locator, so... I think it's almost like uh, a good way of saying it. It's sort of like the Hammer of Dawn from Gears of War. You sort of have to be outside yeah. and you have to like lock onto a location and uh, you can't sort of track it as you can with the Hammer of Dawn. But um, yeah, and, and you mentioned the best weapon in the game that they ever added was the DMR. And Benji, do you want to say what, say what the DMR did? Uh, it's, it's just a single shot um, rifle that has a, a decent scope. I mm-hmm. couldn't tell you what, what times it is. Um, but it was just the go-to. Yeah, I mean, especially couple... in multiplayer as well. Oh yeah, what's the, what's the um, that's Slayer? What's D- Slayer? Yeah, DMR Slayer or Swap. one shot. Swap. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's Swap, it. That's it. I mean, I, never Swap great at it, yeah. but, but Swat was a fun game type once you got the hang of it. Swat, um, Swat is so good, so so good. Also, just the way the announcer says it, Swat. Swat. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I think. Um, it is probably the, the the best addition to the game since uh, I'm I'm upset. Does it does it make a comeback in four? I have a feeling it does. Maybe. I'm oh, really? not, not wild. I'm not sure. I'm not a huge fan of four, if I'm honest. Yeah, but um, yeah, best guy I mean, rivals the battle rifle for me personally, just because it's a solid, consistent mm. weapon mm-hmm. that 
as long as you've got a decent aim for the head, uh, you could take out at least pretty quickly. I mean, absolutely. I mean, it, it, was, it was very funny for me because I remember, uh, it was, I think it was November or December of 2019 when the Master Chief Collection first came out. I believe they released Reach first. And that was a huge, huge deal. I was so excited. And uh, the, the you know, the DMR is pretty much just like a three-shot kill, I think, to the head. Like, all you have to do is break yeah. the shield and it's one shot to the head, which both for the elites in the campaign and for in the multiplayer. And of course, when when I well, the way I remember the game is that everyone was I was playing on an Xbox Live, and so you know people would just it take more than one you know three shots to kill you, right? Because they had to to, to aim, you know, and over the controller wasn't that great. But when I played like the the first day of um, Halo Reach being out, the multiplayer when like everyone was playing, the, the difference when you have a mouse and keyboard, you just annihilate people. The accuracy with that you could use the DMR and SWAT, you just one tap people all the time and it was so much easier and but that also meant that you would die like instantly right. because everyone was just always headshotting but um the dmr is a fantastic addition to the arsenal i mean do, do, do you guys have a favorite like new one new weapon that they added is the dmr probably the DMR, to be honest yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's a unanimous thing um but you kind of touched on it but the elites were made more formidable again i think because obviously the brutes have been taken out of it mm-hmm. and you know Yes, you are a Spartan, but they, they 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 kind of went back to okay, let's make these guys hard. I mean, I think it's on only sword base where you have to take out some of the camo ones and yeah. um, some of like the zealots that are like they are insanely difficult, especially if the ones with the swords, the energy swords. Like if they catch you, you're done, you're toast. They 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 use these they use the variation uh, in elite ranks a lot more in mm. reach. So you do, do have like you have your standard blue red elites around and then you do have a lot of zealots yeah. sort of acting as the brutes or the 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 main fort like for middle foe yeah. i mean all i need to talk about is legendary oh, that yeah. game again it's not as bad as halo 2 but jesus i the amount of hours i put into trying to finish that game because obviously um there's an achievement on halo reach that it, you can Finish it in legendary with co-op. You get an achievement. You get an you get an extra one if you do it lone wolf. Yeah. And some of the levels on legendary are just insane. I mean, um, only sword base is a really tough one. Yeah. Um, the package again because you can't just you know you can't just go around running and gunning, mm-hmm. and you obviously have to be more you know um, scarce with your ammo. But um, the pillar of autumn on legendary was some of the <laughs> hardest gaming i've ever had to experience like you know especially again with certain guns are almost basically ineffective um and your dmr's ammo is obviously a, is is mm. reduced completely and um, yeah like i was so happy to get that achievement again on my original master chip 117 account which is no longer with us r.i.p um, yeah i don't know if i actually ever did it again I don't know if I put myself through that grueling experience, but you never know. Maybe one day, especially after talking about it, maybe I'll give it a go again. Mm-hmm. I mean, like it, it, it's interesting you mentioned about uh, the elites being more, um, more formidable opponents, and that's definitely true. Like when when I was I was replaying it with one of the Master Chief Collection, it's incredible how quick they move now. They shuffle about, they they dodge and roll. They are, you know. They're, they're more like, I, I guess, Halo Combat Evolved Elites, I think is the best mm. way of putting it. They're, they're, they're just really hard to hit, and they're really quite tough. And, and that use of um, 
the different sort of standards of elite, like the sort of like marshals and all that sort of thing, they had pretty distinct armor types, and it also fed into the elite customization for multiplayer because you could choose to you could choose a preference as to whether or not you wanted to play as a Spartan or you wanted to play as an elite. And uh, the elites had fewer customization options, like you couldn't customize each specific part of your, your armor. Mm -hmm. But as you got up the ranks, you also unlocked more customization options for your elite. That was kind of cool that it tied into the idea of you sort of progressing through your rank in the NSC was also you know sort of mirrored in your progression through the covenant. But um, yeah, no, I I think for myself, I I, I you know the DMI was probably the most awesome addition, and uh, it had some fantastic ones. They had a sort of like a concussion launch. I can't remember what it's called. Sort of almost like a brute shot, but not the same. Like more yeah. plasma based. And um, you know, you had the homing uh, plasma grenade launcher, which is also like you charge up to four and then you oh, fire yeah. it away. But I do love the Halo Reach shotgun. Um, it's mm. probably not as powerful as as, as Halo Two, and uh, Halo Three was a little bit not as good, if I remember correctly. But, yeah, Two was extremely OP again. Yeah, it was it was ridiculously busted the range of that, but uh, still, getting, absolutely blasting people with the Halo Reach shotgun feels so so clean and. And I love the way that the sniper rifle looked in that, you know, when, when I was playing uh, on Xbox Live, like one of my mates was legit, like the best sniper I've I've played with on a, on a controller, right? Like he, he was so good. Like he he, he just would, would run to the, the sniper rifle on any, any map when we were playing multiplayer. I just start doming people and I just couldn't pull it off the same way with, a, you know, I could probably do, do a better job now with a mouse and keyboard. But uh, yeah, I like being a good sniper on a control was was is a huge huge achievement because yeah. you just don't have the same sort of uh, accuracy with it but um yeah no they they made some awesome additions and uh yeah the, you know the pre-existing cast like the rocket launch is still pretty great uh, there's a fuel rod uh, cannon is great but um yeah no it's it's it, halo reach had a huge arsenal and uh, there's so many different ways you could use them as well and uh, so many different contexts in which to enjoy them so but oh, yeah. There, it, it it is worth noting uh the addition of um sorry the like the the armor uh what are they called how am i forgetting the armor effects are they not I was about to talk about well do you want to elaborate on like it's kind of coming well i mean yeah, i mean like armor equips i guess um is what i'll refer to them anyway yeah. oh yeah. Yeah. like the armor lock and stuff yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's sort of like, I mean, as, as we said uh, last episode, three introduced um, equipment you could use and pick up, like the bubble shield, um, active camo. Is it um, ordinance the word we're looking for? No, I don't think so. Okay. I, 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 I can't, I'm literally looking at it now because somehow it just fled my mind. Uh, but yeah, it's sort of just like um, armor, like special abilities. Like, um, I mean, Halo, you've never been able to sprint before. Armor abilities. Oh, well, such sure. an uproar about that. Yeah. Oh, there still is. Yeah. Still is. It's yeah, that you, that you can sprint. Like people don't aren't okay with it. I personally it never really bothered me. I mean, it was just. There's only a short burst anyway. Yeah, it just just helps you traverse a little bit quicker. I, I guess. I mean, it's still an uproar now. Like even with with Halo Infinite, you yeah. can passively sprint, and but they've reduced the speed of it because everyone everyone was like, you know, it it messes with the fundamentals of the Halo multiplayer experience, right? That like people know how quick you should move, and having the additional movement kind of, I can understand why, but I feel like the Halo Reach approach with the armor abilities was the best solution to that. Mm. Because it meant if you wanted that extra burst of movement, you could have it, but it didn't mean baseline everyone moved like that. It just 
you could you you could play to that strength, but also had the weakness of like you wouldn't have armor lock, you wouldn't have the jetpack, you wouldn't have uh, the hologram, you wouldn't have the overshield and stuff like that. Oh, sorry, the active camera. Oh, armor lock was a bitch on multiplayer. <laughs> the amount of people you'd stick a grenade with and they'd just bang an armor lock, so it just completely nullified your grenade. Just so frustrating. And I ended up doing it myself a few times, so I can't say too much, but I know it was, you know, been on the other end of it is quite frustrating. I mean, the, the, the additional thing, I don't know whether they, they nerfed it or changed it with the Master Chief collection, but um, as, and I don't know if they have changed it. I could just be completely wrong, but the original armor lock, as far as I'm aware, the longer you held it, the more of an AoE it generated. And so when yeah. you, when you released armor lock, you would, you would disable the shields of everyone around you. Yeah. So you come I out of armor lock. Yeah. I feel like they must have nerfed it because that shit was ridiculous. Like you just mm-hmm. stand in the middle of people and when the game first came out, people didn't really know that it had that effect. So they'd just stand by you waiting for you to come out. So you'd instantly drop their shields and like you could one tap them. It was so, so ridiculously strong. And again, like if someone rammed you with with the ghost or or warthog, you could just armor lock and they'd explode against your immovable body. So, so is that your go, your two go-tos? No, or? if I'm honest, on multiplayer, my go-to was the hologram. I used to, I used to, I, lo- I used to love baiting people into coming out and attacking the um, the hologram, or yeah. they'd have unload half a clip on it and realise. But by then, you've got a full clip that you could take them out with. Mm. And of that course, was my go-to. of course, that's a massive advantage in Halo because usually, if you're playing Slayer or whatever, it's just two guys with an assault rifle, and it's whoever has the most better accuracy or the most bullets wins right yeah what about you ben oh well i'm 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 definitely armor lock like i'm I'm just i I was this filthy chill cheeser you know (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i guess it's probably just from watching a play so much but i did love using the hologram um i mean sprint i thought was actually quite useful in multiplayer yeah uh, because like you said people expect you to move at a certain pace so you can if you if you just got that little bit of speed advantage, um, I feel like I'd got the drop on a lot of people. Yeah. But then again, jetpack was the most fun to play. I I I liked the jetpack, but I felt it was you go up way too slow. Like use about half the yeah. charge just to get up. And the problem being with it as well is the amount of times because because it's so telegraphed, you just get sniped out of the air. Like you're just making yourself a huge target. And I, I almost I had like no success with the jetpack. It was only fun in the campaign mission, if I'm honest. That's that's fair. I believe it's Exodus. You get that. That um, yeah. I mean, speaking of campaign, another achievement I, I need to kind of boast about getting was the um, oh, I can't remember what it's called. Um, I'll have to have a look at it. But it's basically one where you have to jump off the cliff on. It might be tip of the spear, the beginning. You basically yeah. can jump off the cliff and you have to land on the uh, elite and 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 assassinate them. Oh yes, yeah. I think it's if they come to hear me beg. I think that's the name of the achievement. Um, the, again, the hours I sweated trying to land that, and you know, looking at um guides on YouTube on how to land it properly. Because if you clicked the assassinate button too early, you'd miss it and die. If you clicked it too late, it wouldn't register. Yeah. Again, I, that was another one I was very proud of getting. And another great addition that we've not mentioned yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean. You on a multiplayer. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I mean, it was it was so satisfying getting them. But as as is established from literally the first mission of Halo Combat Evolved, melee attacking an enemy from behind is pretty much an instant kill. And so what mm-hmm. they did in Halo Reach is 
is similar to like Battlefield is where you get up behind someone. If you, if you melee attack them, you can sort of hold it and you could have, they were awesome. The animations, like I know, yeah. that, I know there's one where if you backstab an elite, you sort of like grab their head and pull them down and like knife them yeah. into the floor. They're, they're, they're so, so cool. And, and just a really nice touch of flavor, which it's just there for the sake of it. Right. And especially in multiplayer, the bragging rights, you would like, Oh, and then the, you could, cause you can assassinate someone and just teabag them afterwards. It's like, they're done. Their night's ruined. You know, you just, you just broken the will of some poor, you know, 15 year old. Well, what but... was there is if someone assassinated you and went to teabag you and then someone behind them comes and assassinates them. It was like, yeah. That poetic yeah. yeah. I mean, one of my favorite moments from, um, I'm like, I was getting assassinated and someone on my team came and assassinated the guy assassinating me and saved me. Yeah. It was just like a perfect moment. And then we proceeded to both teabag him. Um, <laughs> and it's just yeah, a right. quintessential part of the Halo multiplayer experience. Like if, if, if you, if you style on someone, if you steeze on someone that hard, you need to give them the teabag. Just, 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 just establish complete dominance. I will say I've grown out of it now, but I absolutely definitely did it on the original reach. <laughs> game. Okay. As you should. As you should. That's... No, it doesn't sound great. It doesn't at all. No, because I'd have been like 18. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, the, the love and dedication they put into this game, but again, they shouldn't have gone so damn hard with it, mm. but they did. And I think it's because they kind of were like, we get we aren't doing a Halo 4. You know, mm. we, it was very up in the air with Halo 4 back then. Halo 4 came out of nowhere, but they were like, just bear with us here. This, this game will be pretty good. And it, it was phenomenal. You know, the multiplayer was next level, but the campaign and, you know, the care they put into the characters and setting up essentially the trilogy that so many people fell in love with, it, it was an absolute, you know, honour to play that. And it was an absolute gift that Bungie gave the fans, really. I, I think it's definitely the sort of fast, last final hurrah for Bungie in terms yeah. of their, their Halo contribution. I mean, they really... Halo, Halo 3 ODST definitely probably getting more recognition nowadays than it did when it first came out like it wasn't yeah. really really acknowledged but you know they, they took that sort of concept of having a more of a narrative more of a team-based story built in this you know alternative part of the timeline and they really took it to its its best point and the peak of it with reach so they you had a, instead of a team of odsts it was a whole spartan team and you'd had all that customization you could make your own character with it all you weren't just the rookie you were you know noble six you were your own spartan and it, it, they just really gave the players everything that they wanted. It's, st it's still, you know, as we mentioned, well, I don't know if we have mentioned that, you know, effectively the whole point of the final pillar of autumn mission is, is to get the, the chief off, off the planet. Basically he's, you know, humanity's ultimate weapon and uh, he, he's in a cryopod. And I think you can, you, you mentioned Aiden that you can sort of see it in that mission. You can sort of see chief in the distance. You can move the camera on a cutscene. It's one of the few times you can do it. But if you move it, I think it's to the left. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. But if you move the camera when the Pillar of Autumn is about to take off, you get a very quick shot of chief in the in the cryo tube. Just a nice Easter egg for fans. Yeah, and, and it's, it's it's so it's such a small thing, but it still makes you feel part of that wider Halo story. They really tied it together brilliantly. Like, I mean, I reading um, the book. So I've read the Fall of Reach, the book, which I came out before the game um yeah itself so you know that's that in itself is is sort of the context of where i was coming from like i'd read that book uh, which details a lot of pretty much the entirety of, of, of master chief's training and 
you know, the, the initial squad he leads, which gets sort of shown in, in Halo, Halo 5. I think it's red team or, or blue team. I can't remember. It's like Lin, Linda and uh, that yeah. as well. So that, that, that you see his whole development on reach. And so you get an impression of how much the, the planet means. Like it's literally the military sort of center point of the UNSC, that this is their, 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 their fortress world, so to speak. And to have it fall, you know, well, in, effectively, in, in in a short space of of, of days, I believe the, the game takes place yeah. over, is 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 just heartbreaking, and it gives you a sense of the power of the covenant and how how un, unbalanced the odds, you know, sort of imbalanced the odds are in this war, and uh, you know, it just makes makes the chief that much more impressive that he he's, he's one one Superman against uh, this whole whole you know massive uh, pseudo religious covenant force and he's the deciding difference and uh yeah i i think from from law perspective it really really delivered on that front yeah absolutely i mean to be honest you know I, obviously realistically it would never happen but it would have been so cool to see master chief team up with noble's noble's team mm-hmm. i know obviously it never happened because it can't but that i feel like that would have been a really interesting dynamic to see I, you know mm. there's probably fanfic about it or i don't know if it's in the law if he ever interacted with them i don't think he did mm-hmm. but um yeah, again, to fall in love with a completely different set of Spartans just for one game, but they've had such a huge impact on people. You know, a lot of people because of the armors or because of the traits. Um, you know, they still don them them characters essentially multiplayer now to this day in honor of those characters. I think it's great. Um, yeah, I, you know, to to rank it up there would be quite difficult, but it's it's mm-hmm. definitely. You know, I couldn't really rank the Halo games, if I'm honest, even yeah. including Reach. You know, I know we, we touched on it on the last episode, but just talking about Reach again, I'm like, oh, I don't know, is Reach, is, Reach is up there. Mm-hmm. The, the, the original Bungie saga, essentially, there's just no bad game. Yeah, yeah, all, all, all five of them, I think, they have their very unique places uh, in in the sort of hierarchy of, of the, the games. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the sort of monument that is three, mm-hmm. but then one is just so iconic. Uh, yeah. ODST has got such a different feel. Um, as Reach has added so much more to the game, um, mm-hmm. game wise and narratively, so it is hard to sort of uh, to rank them. Definitely, I I would fully agree that you know, in terms of a complete package, the 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 the, the Bungie saga of of Halo is just so consistently good and the, the none none of the games are bad none of the games are bad even if you didn't like odst and, and if you didn't particularly engage with reach that much you know it, none of them are bad they're all they're all masterpieces in their own way and it's incredible that, that they, they were so consistent as a game company to to, really... to to be honest the master chief collection if you took out four would be the absolute perfect game collection mm, yeah i'm not saying four is terrible but in comparison to the Bungie saga, there's just it's it's not even on a patch. Like if you know if it was just one, two, three, ODST and Reach, poof, you know, I mean, it's still worth the money to this day. You know, they, they they're still putting so much love and um creativity into the Master Chief collection. Mm. Um, even though you know they they released it not long before five, yeah. and now you've got Infinite coming out. I'm pretty sure the Master Chief collection will still get a bit of TLC until Infinite really becomes. Uh, its main kind of 
winner for 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 the company. But yeah, um, great great game and a great end to this Halo week. Really, um, couldn't have picked a better game to really finish the week off with. Mm-hmm. We got any final thoughts before we I disappear? Mean... I, 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 as I said, just a, all of these games are worth playing. I mean, Halo Reach is probably my my my, my most played out of all of them, aside from mm. even close competition with Halo Two. But I, I, I adore Reach. You know, I, I had the guide. I was obsessed with its release. Like, I, it meant so much to me in terms of you know my progression as 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 a fan of Halo, and uh, you know to see to see the part of the you know as I said, I read the book, and so to see all that come to life and. Um, you know, that, my investment in the world, it, it, it all struck a lot more for me, I think. And mm. so, you know, it, I think it's worth mentioning that we, we've mentioned several times we don't think Halo 4 is that great. And, you know, I think we're all on the same page with that. And I think, generally speaking, most fans of the original trilogy and the Bungie saga really are. But, you know, it's a different company, it's 343. And, and I, I think a lot of that comes down to tone, is that their approach to, to the Halo world the feeling of Master Chief as a character, the feeling of Cortana as a character, and also just, as I said, general general tone, it doesn't feel very Halo. And uh, Halo reaches Halo, I think, at it at, at, at one of its best points, you know, in terms of a complete package, not just having an insane multiplayer, but the Forge, the Firefight, it gave you so many options, which, you know, that it, it was just the culmination of that entire, you know, what, what, what Bungie had been building towards and... Uh, you know, it, narrative it's set in the past, but really it was the future for the, for the game. And I, I, yeah, I think that's, it's just incredible that it exists. No, I mean, it is a shame. I mean, for, and, and I don't, I don't want to sort of shit on it too much, but <laughs> it doesn't have the same feel. I think even yeah. down to, I mean, it's always frustrating going back to playing Halo after a long time, because as soon as you get into it, you throw a grenade. <laughs> I'm always going trying to, to to zoom in, yeah. Um, but those sort of little things about Halo that make it an infamous game, mm. and it just makes it feel nostalgic every time I play it. Yeah. Any of them from one to ODST three, whatever. Any of them, I'm I'm more than happy to go back to them anytime. Well, that's wonderful. I mean, you know, I'm I'm, I'm I think you know it's, it should be clear from this series of, of videos for Halo Week that. This is a franchise that's had an enormous impact, and you know we use that word a lot, but that's because of that's the whole point, right? That we want to talk about the impact that these these entries have had and these games and and these franchises, and uh, yeah. So I mean, well, yeah. for me, yeah. I mean, I just want to say, I think you know anyone listening or anyone who did play Reach, be you know the Master Chief, but especially the original mm-hmm. release, I'd love to see people's uh, armor designs. I think you know they were such yeah. a huge talking point for people. If people have know screenshots or you know can remake them on the master chief collection and 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 show them as please you know drop them on email or dm us on whatever social sites i i loved looking at people's designs and in you know their own interpretation of what a cool spartan looks like um but i think you know that 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 kind of covers halo reach everyone and thank you so much for joining us for halo week it's been an absolute pleasure to do this um, especially with the run-up to infinite and i hope mm-hmm. infinite kind of brings back all these nostalgic impactful memories that we've had of the original kind of bungee era um mm. and then next week we are moving on to obviously something a little bit different and we are going to move on to a uh, digimon season one 
And yes. if all goes well, we should have a very special guest, our first kind of guest outside of our friends or family. So mm-hmm. um, watch your space, everyone, and take it easy. Thanks for tuning in.